Alright everybody, welcome in to Load the Box, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, well tonight we will be discussing the uh, the White Hot Jets is what I've put in the title, uh, which is, you know, of course I put it in quotes and everything because that's a play on worlds. The Vikings, uh, you know, with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and, and Daniil Hunter and all of those boys will be taking on Mike White, the most important Jet, I mean, arguably in history, the way that the national media has been speaking of the Jets this week that I've heard. Um, of course, I'm joined, as always, by the marvelous Will Basie Goodwin, um, as we, you know, have basted the boost in his voice. I figure we might as well address it. We'll figure on some things out with a new microphone, but the, the quality sounds great. And speaking of great, I hope you're doing great. Well, let's, let's jump into this Jets game. What, uh, what, are, you, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to first getting my micro microphone fixed to make me sound a little more accurate. <laughs> um, no, I did not get a voice change or anything like that. I didn't mess with my vocal cords. Um, and no, I'm not going through puberty. Uh, go I hope you're doing somehow great. dropped an octave. So we're trying to figure out what's going on with the microphone, but uh, we'll get it figured out eventually. Um, hopefully the auto audio quality uh, improvement makes up for the fact that I sound hell of a lot different uh, it, it um, sounds so, good though it sounds good yeah no it's it's good enough uh, hopefully you can understand <laughs> what i'm saying um so yeah i mean about the jets i think i mean you you talked about the mike white effect i think first and foremost though this is the depending on how you slice it the um do my math right here the fifth straight week, I believe, we had, you know, the Commanders defense is good, the Bills defense is good, the Cowboys, Patriots, and now the Jets. Five straight weeks with good pass defenses, at least. Um, good pass rushes. The Jets, um, not as prolific as the Patriots and the Cowboys, but nonetheless, they can bring the heat. Um, the interesting thing about the Jets defense, which I think is going to be a challenge for the Vikings, is that they have nine different guys that have multiple sacks on their team. And so, you know, you look at the Vikings, it's it's pretty much dominated by Hunter and Smith um, in terms of our sack leaders. The Jets have, um, I think their leader has eight, and then there's one with five, but then there's a bunch of guys with two sacks. And so they can bring pressure from a lot of different places. They don't often blitz. They're one of the... Um, one of the least blitzing teams in the NFL, if that's the right way to put it. So they get good pressure with just four and they're able to drop, you know, seven or eight. And that's super helpful, especially when you have uh ball hawking defensive backs like Jordan Whitehead and uh, obviously sauce Gardner. So this defense is going to be a handful. Uh, the Vikings are used to it at this point. They've been able to um, have decent enough offensive outputs, at least in three of the last four weeks against these good defenses um, you know, Dallas aside, but that's the challenge, right? And I know, I know you're licking your lips with this, uh, sauce Gardner, Justin Jefferson matchup, which I think is probably going to be the headliner. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and this one, you know, hits, hits a little differently, uh, for me because sauce Gardner, you know, went to the university of Cincinnati. That is my wife and my mother-in-law's alma mater. So, you know, like we, we, uh, UC fans in this household, I used to have a, a uh, tiny Italian butler statue that sat in my backdrop. If you go back through the show's catalog, and now he sits in my living room. It was, it, he's my best friend. His name is Ricardo. Anyway, he has UCI black on. And so, um, big Sauce Gaudino fan. I'm glad that he's doing very well. And unfortunately, now 
I have to root against him, uh, which I which I always hate to do, um, especially for a UC guy. You know, when Mike Boone was on the Vikings, he was he was one of my favorite Vikings because hey, that's that's what, that, go UC, you know, go Bearcats. So um, I think it's going to be intriguing because I, I brought it up on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, the Vikings uh, struggle with physical defensive secondaries. Uh, it seems like if you get up on them and you basically commit defensive holding or illegal contact uh, or just mug somebody at the line of scrimmage on every play, the refs won't throw the flag on every play. And it kind of change, changes the penalty, if you will, if you just attack from, from the first snap. And so I think some teams have done that, and those are you know some of the teams that have done that are the teams that have limited the Vikings' offensive output. Now, luckily, the Vikings' defense has kind of played better in those games where they 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 needed to. But I, I expect the exact same thing to happen. There's actually a uh, I saw a TikTok. I want to say it was about two or three weeks ago that was like Sauce Gardner is not a good football player. He just commits pass interference every down and doesn't get called for it. And it was like a highlight of all the times where like, yeah, he's being, he's a physical defensive back, but that's the kind of football I like. If the flag stays in the pocket, the flag stays in the pocket. It is what it is. Uh, I want to see Justin Jefferson match the physicality that he's going to be met with. And that's not necessarily his skill set, right? He is more of the, you know, put a nasty move on you to to make you go one way while he's already five yards the other direction. But I'd, I'd like to see, and I, it goes for more than just Jefferson, because I do think Sauce is going to play on one side, and Jefferson typically lines up on the opposite side. So might be a little bit of an overhyped matchup, but the other side of the Jets' defense is going to be just as physical with him. So Jefferson, Thielen, and KJ really need to have good games in terms of just being physical and embracing the contact and honestly, if the refs are keeping the flag in their pocket, dish it out. Like, like, yeah, you're gonna take some hits. Dish out some hits. Stop, you know, throwing guys off you at the line. You know, maybe you risk getting an OPI or two. But like, if if they're gonna play that way, meet them in the middle and say, okay, like, if if we're playing, you know, no flag blitz NFL 2003 style football. Let's let's play blitz football. Let's throw each other around. Let's see who you know. It's it's kind of this old primal like you know, let's see who the real man is and, and let's go out there and let's manhandle these guys. So obviously every week, my favorite matchup is the Vikings wide receivers because they're probably our strongest point versus the opposing secondary this week. It's like, I think I said on Monday, it's the main event. It's the, it's the showdown. I think what's the, and because of that, a lot of things are going under the radar. What do you think is like the biggest under the radar storyline in this one? It's a really good question. Um, I got I got to chew on that a little bit. I think <clears throat> I think something that is maybe kind of niche and a little bit funny but also um something to pay attention to is that uh so Mike LaFleur is the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets and the last time that a Lafleur came to U.S. Bank Stadium, he only scored seven points. So I think that is something that, um, you know, obviously everyone's talking about Mike White, and rightfully so. He had a good debut last night, or not last night, last week um, on Sunday, and not his NFL debut, but his season debut. 
and had a really had a really efficient game against the against the Bears. And I think um, he presents a challenge to the Vikings that, quite frankly, Zach Wilson might not. And um, you know, I kind of started this little bit by making fun of the Lafleurs, but in reality, I think kind of this underrated thing, and you mentioned it on Monday, is that. Mike White brings an element of just decision-making and simplicity to the offense. If you watch that game against Chicago on Sunday, it was quick decisions, you know, three, five-step drop, get it out quick. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of down-the-field throws. Um, Lafleur's game plan was clearly to get the ball out quick, get it in playmakers' hands. Don't make Mike White make a bunch of decisions. Right. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, underneath stuff and, you know, six yards and a couple yards after the catch is what the Jets are going to be looking for. And um, you mentioned this on Monday. The Vikings have not done very well against that. Um, that's kind of where they get gashed is these sort of, you know, five-yard slant and then they run for four more. Um, and it's kind of just this perpetual bleeding. And, you know, we saw that against New England. We saw it definitely against Dallas and Philadelphia. Um, <clears throat> the Vikings are willing to give that up, but I think that could be a bad matchup because I think Mike, White, Mike White's going to be definitely willing to take those. Um, he's not going to be looking to be the hero here. He just wants to make sure he gets his defense a chance to um, to shut down the Vikings and then you know do everything he can without making mistakes. So right. um, Donatello's going to have to come up with a game plan that mirrors that. And, you know, isn't just this classic two deep shell league he's been playing. Cause I think quite frankly, Mike White would pick that apart. Um, so that's kind of my sort of, you know, matchup that aside from just the, Ooh, Mike White factor is his style of play and the tape, if you will, from Sunday shows that he can just slowly chip away at this Vikings defense and he'll probably have no problem doing it. Yeah, I think uh, Zach Wilson not playing is such a disadvantage for the Vikings, mainly because, like, you know, O'Connell and Belichick, they're not best friends, but I'm assuming that the post-game conversations could have went a little bit differently um, had Zach Wilson, you know, still been the stouter for the Jets coming into this week because, oh, yeah. you know, Belichick kind of has the script on Zach Wilson. This is what you need to do. This is what he struggles with. We've held him to, like, what three points on the season or like it's some ridiculously low number of points they scored three in the last meeting and they played the offense looked horrible in the in the first game so um with Mike White coming in now you kind of lose that and you know it breaks my heart I loved Zach Wilson coming out of that draft but he doesn't look good I mean he doesn't at all look like an NFL quarterback he's missing you know guys streaking down the field to throw off platform wide receiver screens or not even screens but just like shout little you know underneath routes and he's missing badly so inaccuracy bad decisions the whole lot now you put in a guy who I really like you said simplified in there, I think a couple of times. And I really do think that it is just like, Hey, yo, he's Mike white is more accurate than Wilson has been this season. And we're just going to run a basic passing offense. We're going to, you know, lean a little bit on the run game and we're just going to kind of let the offense. It's, it's kind of like the, it has training wheels on it. And so mm -hmm. if the Vikings play, this prevent don't get beat over the top don't fall for any of the trickery type of defense 
then it's it's like giving them a pavement road to just ride down on with the training wheels. And the, like you said, Donatel has to come with some creativity. He has to give some looks that he hasn't given. I mean, like he has to start coaching this defense without training wheels. I think you could say this defense has training wheels on it, right? And so he has to. He kind of has to let it go. I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, Harrison Smith has kind of been. He's having a good season, but he's kind of just been a safety instead of this utility safety linebacker pass rusher all over the field weapon that he should be. And instead he's just he just he plays free safety for the Minnesota Vikings number twenty two. And he's like fifth in the league yeah. in interceptions. So I don't know. I think for the Vikings to do this, they are gonna need Mike White or to win this game, excuse me. They are gonna need Mike White to make a couple of mistakes which I think he's prone to do. I think we saw last year. He yep. looked like Tom Brady in the in the prime of his career against the Cincinnati Bengals. He beats the Bengals, who, again, were in the Super Bowl last year. They were a good team. And then he goes on, and he kind of looks bad, and he's not that great, and he's he's not all that. So I don't know. You look like you're giving up. What, what's, what's going on? I was just coughing. Oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> I thought you had something to interject, and you were just waiting for a moment to. But yeah, so I think another matchup that that's going to be really important in this one, um, staying on the defensive side of the ball, like getting a little bit more specific, I guess, other than just Lafleur versus Donatel. But this time it's the it's the I think the younger Lafleur, um, if I'm correct. I think you're right. I think so. I'm not positive. Uh, I, I think that the Vikings pass rush is going to have to get, I think that's where the disruption needs to come from. Zadarius Smith, I mentioned on Monday, not looked like himself. He's, you know, I think that knee contusion uh, or whatever they're calling it, I think that's hampering his play a little bit. And with that mini buy, I hope that Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith can come out and really have a dominant game. I don't feel like they've both looked dominant as a duo. Like Daniel's had some good games. Zadarius has had more good games. I want to see them both just look really good and be in uh, Mike White's face all game long. And I think that that will be a huge key to success for this defense. Because if we just give Mike, if you give anybody all day, they're, they're going to probably make the throws. And so let's make Mike White make mistakes. Let's not hope he just makes some mistakes with, you know, inaccurate balls. Let's, let's get in his face. Let's make him throw off platform. Let's make him do some things that are really difficult to do in the NFL and if we can do that, I, I think the Vikings can come away with with a big win. Yeah, and it's interesting that you highlight the pass rush because, and I'm going to say something that might be a little bit far-fetched and maybe a little bit uh, naive, but just based on what we've seen through 11 games, is I almost think the opposite of the same coin has to be true in that I think the the secondary has to apply pressure on the wide receivers yeah. to allow the pass rush to get home. Because I think what I fear is that if we continue to play soft and, you know, give up the underneath routes, like we have been, the pass rush won't have any time to get home. And I, so I think that's where I would honestly rather. And again, we haven't seen anything like this from Donatel really all season, but I'd like to see us change things up a bit press at the line of scrimmage and make Mike White make some big time throws. If he can beat us deep down the field, tip your hat to him. I just don't I just don't think it's necessarily going to be there. And if we if we put pressure on the wide receivers and force him to wait an extra half second, that gives Smith and you know Wanham and and Hunter a, a chance to get there. So um 
again, it's maybe a little far-fetched because we haven't seen it, but that's what I would like to see. Um, if you're going to break something out different, this might be the week to do it. Yeah, I think you, I think this is why I love defensive football. And this is why I've always like considered myself more of a fan of like defense. And, and I, I do love it. Like I am the type of person that can watch two elite defenses shut down two bad offenses and just love watching it because it's impressive because it, I mean, it takes at least like five guys to have a really good D like you have to have like a really good pass rusher. You have to have a couple of good counter. Like you have to be sound because if the secondary is letting these quick slants go off without a hitch, the pass rush doesn't have time to get home. But if the pass rush doesn't get home in time, then the secondary can only cover for so long. And so I just think it's this beautiful dance on a line of like, you have to, both sides have to be, I think I just lost my camera. Both sides have to be just good enough that, you don't like, you know, the other one side doesn't jeopardize the other, you know, what they're trying to do. Um, I'm going to get switched over to my secondary bad camera uh, really quick. Um, I don't know if you're ready to get into like yeah. skull predictions and game balls and whatnot, but I'm going to pass yeah, it over to you while good. I get this fixed. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I was going to go there right now anyways. So, um, you know, we've talked about this. I think it's, it's pretty clear that we're expecting the Jets to be a good defense and there's a lot of question marks when it comes to their offense, right? Because Mike White's played one game and he will be their starting quarterback on Sunday, barring some unforeseen weird injury in practice. And so it's really hard to get data on the Jets and their offense, considering the fact that 10 of their 11 games have been started by a different quarterback. Um, so it's really hard to kind of get a handle on what they'll look like. Um, I still think their offense isn't great. Um, obviously, Mike White had a good game on on Sunday. They moved the ball efficiently. They ran well enough. Um, there was really no hitches. But again, that was the Bears. And the Bears have kind of self-gutted their defense. And it's really hard to tell, um, you know, how, how much you can take from one week. Um, I think the Jets have some decent playmakers. They have, you know, good old friend uh, Tyler Gronklin. Um and we they also have uh, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and some kind of shifty wide receivers. Corey Davis is all right. Um, nothing crazy. You know, none of these guys are headliners, but they're all going to be able to make plays. Um, all that said, though, I just don't think – I mean, I think it was – I think I saw this stat earlier this week. The Jets are somewhere in the, you know, 30 to 32 um, expected points added per play on offense. They're they're not a good offense. Um, Mike White does not elevate them that much. So all that to be said, I think the Vikings will win this game. Um, I predicted it preseason. Zach Wilson not playing doesn't change that a whole lot for me. I think the Jets are a surprise. I, th I think they're better than I thought they'd be. But I still think that, you know, Vikings at home – a mini buy. Um, they do not take this Jets team lightly. They do not take the Jets defense lightly whatsoever. I think the Vikings win 26 17. I think they're finally going to get that second win um, <laughs> over one score, <laughs> uh, make it a two score win just barely. Um, and I'll just throw in here too you know, we're talking about Mike White, we're talking about his style of play, kind of simple and safe, and a lot of underneath stuff. My game ball is going to go to Eric Kendricks. Um, we haven't talked about him a whole lot. Obviously, he had that crazy fumble recovery for a touchdown in Buffalo. Um, outside of that, he's kind of been MIA a little bit. Um, he's been missing tackles in space. He looked really bad 
out in the flat against the Patriots on Thursday. Um, but I think this is a game where his smarts, his experience, um, and his competitiveness, I think it's going to come through. And I think especially because White and the Jets are going to be living sort of in that 5-10 to 10 yard range, Kendricks is going to be super active, make a lot of tackles, and dare I say might even get an interception. Um, because I think he's he's got that ability to sort of sit on routes um, and pick something off. So I think he'll have a great game. Um, I think he's going to be super active. And I think this matchup sort of, you know, falls into his hands if he, if he's ready for it. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I, I'm going to, I love the Kendricks pick. Cause I, he does seem like he is just due. My camo has frozen again, hasn't it? Um, I, it feels like Kendricks is due for a game where, he doesn't look old because so far this season he's he's kind of looked old and that kind of breaks my heart he's been uh, on the record I've been on the record he's one of my favorite Vikings like of all time like I just love the way he plays I love the the speed mixed with the good tackling but I mean you know if your whole shtick is like you're, you're a faster linebacker who's good at tackling and you start losing some speed you start overcompensating you start missing tackles and, and it all goes downhill very quickly so I, I would love for you to be correct about the Eric Kendricks thing I have went back and forth and back and forth with myself in my head on who I was going to take in this game because I Mike White does poise I think a significant threat um I I think that there's always like the unpredictability of a player that doesn't have a ton of tape is concerning to me and so I I, I'm still gonna go with the Vikings I think that at home against a backup an, an, an offense that just seems severely lacking in weapons I'm gonna trust the defense to to get it done just a little bit um step up I will say I think the offense stouts pretty slow in this one um probably as slow as we did against Dallas I just don't think the Jets have the offensive firepower to you know have us down three or four possessions at the half and begging for our lives basically like I I think that the Vikings will manage to get a couple of field goals in in the first half I think they'll start to figure it out I'm gonna pick the Vikings to win this one uh 24 to 17 I think it's another one score game um I, I don't know I I said on Monday I was going to keep picking them to win blowouts against like mediocre teams, and this seems like I should. And if Zach Wilson was playing, it would probably be like twenty-four to three. But you know, with with Mike White being in there, a little bit of unpredictability, it just kind of it's. I think it's going to feel a lot like the Commandos game. The defense is going to make a couple big plays, get us back into it. The offense is going to execute late, and the Vikings are going to end up winning. Uh, you know, a touchdown game at home and and move to get their tenth win. And then if Detroit loses or ties, we we clinch the division. For my game ball, I mentioned the the wide receivers at the beginning of the show and how physical they were going to have to be and how they were going to have to manhandle some people. And so I know I said that's like the main event. And I know I said that, you know, Jefferson, I, I believe about Jefferson, and everybody does. TJ Hawkinson is going to go off in this game. I think this is a game where all week long, especially after the Thanksgiving, you know, I don't want to say coming out pouty because that really was like a pretty mild game from for Justin Jefferson's standouts. Um, I think after that game, the Jets are going to be all in on we have to shut down Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. They they combined for 18 catches, two touchdowns, and a bunch of yards. And so like 220 yards, I think, if I'm naming off the top of my head. And so they're going to focus in on not letting them beat them. And Kirk Cousins loves 
to dump it down to the tight end. So I think Hawkinson is actually, this is going to be like a 152 touchdown day for Hawkinson. Uh, and I think one of those touchdowns is going to be over 25 yards. I think he's going to have a deep one in this one. So give me give me the logo, whatever nickname you want to give to him. My dad and brother prefer to call him the Hawk. And then they they do like a bold thing. But I don't like that because his last name isn't Hawkinson. It's it's Hawk. Like like, like a hockey puck. I guess. I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I guess that, that fits. But I, I'm just a big fan of, you know, Hawkinson and I think he's going to have a really big day in this one and I think he's going to be a key reason why the Vikings do end up getting a win a close one at home um I'm going to very quickly just say to follow the show on Twitter at LTB Vikings uh also very quickly point out that you can follow uh this guy I can't do this because the camera's at a diagonal follow my co-host Will Goodwin on Twitter at Will Bad Lose uh, make sure to check out the Bad Loser blog, which is just just great content. VikingsTerritory.com, ever heard of it? Sure you have. They also have great content. And then Shop Unified Athletic Wire. I'm, I'm going to keep wanting you, and we're going to blink. And like like a Thanos snap, spring will be here. And your, your friends will be texting you, do you want to play in a beer league on Wednesday nights? Do you want to play competitive softball? Do you want to do get your jerseys ahead of time? Start thinking about it now. Start getting cool designs in your head now and work with the good people of Unified Athletic Whale to get your stinking softball jerseys. Oh, if your you know your school has like those old nasty smelling gym jerseys, get those too. Like just like talk to your AD find some money in the banana stand, you know, shift some stuff around, get new jerseys. Like just get nice jerseys. These kids deserve it. Work with the fine folks at Unified for all of your needs like that. Also, if you just want to look cool, they have like personal stuff. So do that as well. I tried to give them a legitimate ad read and I went way too long with it. So I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to get out of the people's hail. Um, Really excited for this game on Sunday. And hopefully I'm going to see Sauce just get absolutely toasted by Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. All right, skull y'all.